0: Welcome to Dark History Time with Brian. A few things before we get started. Need to let you know that you might find some of this material disturbing. We do use adult language on the show, listener to discretion is advised. Welcome to Dark History Time with Brian. I will confess to uh, having a bit of an issue with an episode this week, so I'm going I'm to do a generic one where I just talk about things that happened in July for a little bit. it would probably be a pretty brief episode. My problem isn't so much that I can't think of what to bring you guys. It's that I have so much that I want to bring you guys that I can't. I can't in my head get to where I want to, what I want to do. Do I want to continue on with some that you might not have heard that much about? Or are the people that are listening wanting some more well-known ones? And will that gain me more traction if I mention some more well-known ones? I, I just have it in my head that I'm, I'm not sure yet what people want to hear, which is why I need to hear from you, my uh, small but loyal audience at this juncture you guys need to hit me up on facebook please uh that's probably the easiest way i do have twitter and instagram i believe for for dark history time with brian but facebook is the one that i get the quickest notifications on so message the page comment on a page whatever you need to do if you know me personally hit me up through a instant message on facebook let me know what you might want to hear Believe I mentioned last episode there has been some feedback as far as wanting broader episode or longer episodes with more with more stuff in it. That's good and well. I just need to sit my ass down and make the time to write out a longer episode, which I think is probably on the agenda pretty soon. Is to try to at least keep myself maybe five episodes ahead. That way I'm not every week. All right, I don't want to do this, but yet allowing myself if inspiration strikes in the middle of those that, hey, this is is something cool that I want to talk about, then I'll still have the freedom to do so. So with that said, we're just going to bust into July. Uh, This will be hitting, what, a day before July, I think, somewhere around there within a day or two of the month of July. So we're going to do dark history events that happened in the month of July. Let's start with July 1, 1863. The Battle of Gettysburg began It went on to become the bloodiest battle of the Civil War. For the purpose of this, a lot of people, and I didn't know this when I was younger, when they talk about casualties, a lot of people still think that's fatalities in battle, and it is not. Casualties simply means wounded, obviously killed, missing, unaccounted for, things of that nature. Basically anything that takes them out of the battle is a casualty. So with that in mind, Union casualties at the end of this battle, which ended on the 3rd of July, 23,049. The Confederacy, 25,000, which equaled a third of the army. This is the battle that turned the tide of the Civil War. Um, Yes, the Union technically won this battle. It was essentially a battle of attrition and they did accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. Lee was hoping to push into Washington and end the war there. This stopped them short of reaching Washington, put Lee on the retreat, and uh, things fell apart for the Confederacy from that point forward. Shortly after, um, I did look it up. I I am failing on the year, which is terrible, but uh, Vicksburg was laid to siege, and once they finally fell, that cut the... Confederacy in half along the Mississippi River, the east and west, it was cut in half. Sherman went on his march through to Georgia, cut him in half a, a second time, so essentially pared him down to, to nothing, they couldn't get any supplies. You had the blockade that was along the coast of the country, the Union Navy had that set up, so they, they just squeezed them off. I mean, it ended up being a four-year war that was extremely bloody and cost a lot of lives for a lot of things that we could argue about but ultimately, yeah, it was just a battle of attrition and they they squeezed him off. July 2nd, 1881 a president that I don't know much about, I only know his name some people might not even know that, President James Garfield was shot and mortally wounded as he entered a train station. He ended up passing away on September 19th 1881. If you guys have listened to the uh, Tulsa Race Massacre episode. This one's going to sound a little familiar. I, I did not research this one heavily yet, but I intend to. I was vaguely familiar with this one, July 2nd, 1917, the St. Louis Race Riot. Estimated 75 African Americans killed and hundreds more injured in that one. I, I am unfamiliar with it. I don't know the causes of it, but I will find that out for you guys and get to back to you at some point soon. July sixteenth, 1945, an experimental A-bomb named the Fat Boy was set off in New Mexico. A 41,000-foot mushroom cloud ensued, and things for miles were killed. That was uh, during our atomic testing prior to us dropping the A-bomb on Japan. Uh, July sixteenth, 1999, JFK Jr., his wife... His wife's sister, I believe there might have been one other passenger, were on a private plane that ended up going down. They found it later, and I think it was about 120 feet of water. Just short of his destination which was Martha's Vineyard, where the family home has been for as long as I can remember. Obviously, everybody passed away. Unless you're a QAnon believer who believes that JFK is still coming back to hop on a ticket with Donald Trump to win the presidency. July 17th, 1996. I am surprised that I don't remember more about this. I mean, it definitely would have been, it was a little bit after high school. I know some other things were going on, but I'd, this one, I'm surprised I don't remember more about it. TWA Flight 800 left from Kennedy Airport in New York bound for Paris. Only about 12 minutes later, it exploded. They uh, said the cause was mechanical failure. All 212 passengers and 17 crew people were killed. July 22nd, 1934. If you are a Public Enemies fan, as I am, you should know this date. This is the date that John Dillinger was shot down outside the Biograph Theater in Chicago, Illinois. Betrayed by, at the time, called the woman in red. That's what everybody, all the press released it as. We now know that her dress was actually had orange in it, but due to the lighting at the time under the marquee, it looked red, and that, it's just a thing that is always stuck, betrayed by the lady in red. Dillinger was public enemy number one at the time. This was during the uh, crime wave, which I believe was an A&E documentary called Crime Wave, 18 months. It was, all of this stuff, the public enemy's era was truly packed in about an 18 month period of time. Bonnie and Clyde, Pretty Boy Floyd, uh, Babyface Nelson, Dillinger, numerous other ones, uh, Alvin Carpus, the Barkers. It all in, it all happened within eighteen months. All pretty much in the Midwest. It's it's pretty insane to think about how much we know about the events that took place, and then realize it was condensed down into a year and a half time. So, Dillinger, I am sure that I will do an, an episode later on about John. He was a a bank robber that. Um. Yeah, he was beloved. I mean, he was the, the Robin Hood character of the 30s for a lot of people. This one I knew nothing about. I will confess I knew nothing about this and it is absolutely atrocious and it simply shows that uh, us as a government have never really taken care of our vets. It's It, it, it baffles me. It angers me. I, I don't know what else to say. I'm nearly speechless when I think about how we expect all these young men to go off to fight the wars that, that the politicians say we need to do. And in, and in some instances, we have needed to do that. But then when they come back, I mean, they're garbage. They're, they are treated that way. So on July 28, 1932, there were approximately 15,000 World War I veterans who had marched to Washington, D.C. They were demanding payment of a war bonus that they had been promised for fighting in World War I. They camped out around D.C. for approximately two months, and then President Hoover, which as we get into history, you will find out Hoover was just fucking incompetent, a piece of shit. He ordered forced evictions, and you will recognize these names. U.S. troops were led by General Douglas MacArthur, Major Dwight Eisenhower, our future president, and Major Patton, who we all know. All these guys, of course, went on to make their names in World War II, they had all fought in world war 1 as well. They lead US troops into the encampments, they attack them and burn everything. They're basically scattering 15,000 veterans who were simply trying to get the war bonus they were they were promised fighting in world war 1, which is arguably some of the worst conditions that we've ever put anybody through. This is prior to uh the Geneva Convention saying you know no mustard gas no gases of any kind being used flamethrowers all the things that we know are supposed to be war crimes now well they were committed in that war to to show us that they should be criminal July 28th 1943 this is one that I watched a brief YouTube video on it's insane obviously this is World War two it's known as the Hamburg firestorm Hamburg Germany the Allied forces dropped 2,326 tons of bombs and incendiary devices, absolutely leveled Hamburg, started the place on fire. It became known—I mean, it became known as the Hamburg Firestorm. Forty-two thousand civilians killed in the city of Hamburg on July 28, 1943. And we will round out the month on July 30th, 1975. That being the last day that James R. Hoffa was seen by anybody alive at the Marcus Red Fox restaurant up by Detroit, Michigan. That's the month of July. As far as what I found and picked out for dark history for the month, as I said throughout, there will be other things that I hit on from those dates. Dellinger being somebody that's always intrigued me. Um, Been to the Biograph Theater a few times. Been to John's Headstone. Been by the family homestead in Mooresville. Been to, let's see, Michigan City, Indiana. Was the state penitentiary that he was sent to. I've been by there. Been by the juvenile facility that he was in in Pendleton, Indiana. And I have been able to find a number of the sites that he robbed <laughs> most of them not in services banks anymore uh, they've become other things, but the addresses are still the same. so been by there for John um, yeah, I would like to I, and I happen to know a few people that have written about John that probably know even more about him than I do. one of whom will be at Dark History this year. Brock Krebs lives over there in Indiana. Brock did a I believe it's a three-book series on Dillinger. Um, Got him to come over for Dark History. I'll briefly talk about a little bit of the Dark History Convention. We do have it. I think I mentioned last time it probably will be a little more true crime-centric than it has been, which is fantastic. We have a uh, book publishing company from California coming, bringing three other authors. Um, Judith Yates from down by Nashville. Judith's written a few books, she's a good friend, John Borowski, filmmaker that a lot of people know, John will be coming. So we're, we're going to have a lot of stuff to bring your way, and I promise the episodes will be more focused, and potentially a little bit longer as we go on. We do know that we can bring on guests now, we, we tried that, I did post it on my personal page that that experimentation went well, and I think I've had about six or eight inquiries, including some from Australia, some people I know from Australia that are wanting to get on and do it. So we can do that soon. There again, my mind and the way it works, I don't want it to become a straight interview podcast series, but yet I do want to sprinkle them in. So I've got to figure out how I want to do that. But I already have a waiting list for potential guests on the show. So a lot of good stuff coming your way. Please continue to listen and uh, like, recommend. Let's get that audience up. I think I'm a few listens shy of 100 already. I think we're in the, we're right around 70 some listens right now, according to Anchor. I think the audience is 14 or 15 people that are dedicated. It looks like every episode is getting about the same amount of listens, which I suppose is good. It means everybody's listening to all of them. So, there is that. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, some other ones I haven't heard of. Anchor. I looked at the numbers before I came, but you guys don't care about that, so that's not a big deal. Just. Please get out there and help me share and like everywhere that you can. And we will talk to you again next week. Hope you enjoy what you're listening to and hope you continue to stick with us. Thanks and have a good evening.